Father, we thank you for your word. We thank you that you speak to us through it. And we pray that by your Holy Spirit, you'll speak to us again this morning as we look to see the importance of prayer. Help us to see that once again as your people. And let that be true for us in each of our lives. For your praise and glory. Amen. We're told of the importance of many things in life. Um, the importance of exercise. The importance of eating the right food. Uh, of taking the right medication. Of fastening your seatbelt when you're in a car. Um, hands, face and space. The importance of that at the moment. There are lots of things that we're told are important for us to do. And this morning, we continue our series in prayer, and we'll see the importance of prayer in the life of the Christian. Premier Christian News carried out a survey last year, and they asked Christians if they prayed regularly. I don't know what they classed as regular. They didn't define that. Um, but the percentage was 38%. And I read that and thought, that's quite a low number of Christians who pray regularly. Only 38%. Martin Luther, as I quoted last week, said, to be a Christian without prayer is no more possible than to be alive without breathing. We find it all the way through Scripture, the importance of prayer. Many people can pray without being a Christian, but you cannot pray. You cannot be a Christian and not pray. So this morning we're going to think about why um, prayer is such an important, or su should be such an important part of the Christian life. And first of all, we see, see it in that first reading from Luke chapter 6. Uh, and Jesus, we look to Jesus first of all. Uh, and he prayed a lot during his time on earth. We read so often how Jesus went away and prayed. Just look through Luke's gospel. You'll see it so often. Jesus praying. In the chapter before, Luke chapter 5 verse 16, but Jesus often withdrew to lonely places and prayed. It was normal for Jesus to be in prayer. He was in constant communion with his heavenly father. <clears throat> and in that reading from Acts 6, Jesus goes and prays right before he chooses the 12 apostles. Jesus made time for prayer. He set it apart. Even in that limited uh, time span of his life on earth, Jesus made prayer a priority. And it always strikes me that the Son of God, who was incarnate in man, spent so much time praying. How much more do we need to spend time in prayer? We see it in Jesus. We see it with the apostles in that reading from Acts. They're waiting as they've been instructed for the Comforter. They're in Jerusalem waiting for the Holy Spirit to come. And while they're there, they need to replace Judas, the um, apostle who betrayed Jesus and then committed suicide. They need to get their number back up to 12. 
And so they're there in Jerusalem waiting for the Spirit, and that's what they do. They read the Scriptures. They come up with two people who fit the criteria of an apostle. And then they pray. They pray knowing that the Lord is the only one who knows people's hearts. They prayed God's wisdom in choosing the 12th, or the replacement 12th apostle. And they cast lots and it falls on Matthias. God is sovereign even over the casting of lots. And just to say that that is the last time that we read in Scripture the casting of lots. And the reason for that is because the Holy Spirit came who now dwells within the Christian and directs the Christian. There's no need for lots anymore because the Holy Spirit is here and he guides and leads his people. And so again, in, in the Acts of the Apostles, right at the beginning of Acts, we see Jesus' first followers praying, committed to prayer. That is a priority in their lives. And throughout the book of Acts, you see how important prayer is for those followers of Jesus. Prayer is and should be a vital part of the Christian life. It should be a priority. It should be something we do daily in our lives. Because let's not forget who we're praying to. We have that privilege of being able to pray to our Heavenly Father, the Creator of all things through Jesus, our Lord and Savior. Prayer shows that we trust Him. Prayer shows that we're dependent upon Him. Prayer shows that we love Him. And when we pray, we share our thanks we share our praise, our needs, our desires, our feelings with our Father in heaven, who, as we saw last week, wants to hear the prayers of his people. We pray to our Father in heaven, asking him to provide for our daily needs, asking him for his wisdom and discernment and insight in all things. We read his word, and that should prompt us then to pray to our Father in heaven. Prayer is to be vital in the Christian's life individually, but also in the life of the church. Everything we do as a church is and should be surrounded in prayer. We're to be praying for one another, praying for people who are sick and struggling, as we've done this morning, praying for people who are growing in their faith to continue to grow in their faith, praying for the ministries of the church and for new ministries uh, new opportunities that come along, praying for unbelievers to come to faith, praying that we will grow into maturity, m grow more like Christ, praying that God's word will be preached faithfully and that we would be convicted by the proclamation of his word. In some of my previous churches, there have been people who have sat in the congregation and they've been really disappointed as maybe as they've got older and they've not been able to do some of the things that they used to do. They can't serve in the way that they once did. But there's one thing that we can all do no matter what our situation is. We can always pray. Pray for the work of the church. So if you can't do the things that you once did, don't be disappointed. You can serve in another way. Serve by praying. Commit to praying. 
for those things that we do as a church. Charles Spurgeon said this, the condition of the church may be very accurately gauged by its prayer meetings. So is the prayer meeting a graceometer? And from it we may judge of the amount of divine working among a people. If God be near a church, it must pray. And if he be not there, one of diverse tokens of his absence will be a slothfulness in prayer. Prayer is to be a key characteristic of God's faithful people, of his church. But some will say, why pray at all? What is the point of praying when you pray to a God who knows everything already? When he knows exactly what you're going to say and what you're thinking before you even say it. What is the point? Well, there are two responses that I'll share uh, with you in response to that question. The first one is, we're commanded to pray as God's people. Prayer is both a privilege and a duty. We're commanded to pray in Scripture. We saw it last week in the Lord's Prayer. Jesus began his teaching. He said, when you pray... When you pray. In 1 Thessalonians, pray continuously. We're commanded in Scripture to pray. To be in constant communion with our Father in heaven. We're to be a people of prayer. And prayer requires obedience. It requires us to be disciplined. It's unnatural to us. It can be hard. But as John Calvin said, prayer is the chief exercise of faith. So let us be a people of prayer because we're commanded to pray in Scripture. So let us be obedient to that. But what if prayer doesn't do anything? What if I pray and pray and pray and nothing happens? Well, that's not the issue. The issue is our obedience. We're commanded to pray. So let us be obedient in that. Even if we think prayer doesn't do any good, and it does do good, whether we see that or not. And remember, Jesus said, if you love me, you will keep my commandments. Secondly, we're invited to pray. God commands his people to pray, yes, but he also invites his people to pray. He invites us to make our requests known to him. Philippians 4 verse 6, do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation by prayer and petition with thanksgiving, present your requests to God. Matthew 7, 7, ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and the door will be open to you. The Lord gives us this invitation. Bring your requests to me. Pray. Speak those requests Bring them before me, your Father, in heaven. What an incredible invitation that is. The Lord saying, I am here. My ears are open. I am listening. I am eager to listen to your prayers. Bring them. Speak them. Bring them to me in prayer. He wants to hear our requests, our petitions, our desires. He delights to hear the prayers of his people. And we shall be delighted in praying to our Father in heaven. It's a privilege to pray and we should delight in it.
Tim Keller has written a book on prayer. It's a brilliant book. And if you've not read it, I would recommend uh, that you do. It's a fantastic book. And I'm, I just want to share this illustration that he speaks about from, that his wife gave him. Uh, and she says, imagine you were diagnosed with such a le- lethal condition that the doctor told you that you would die within hours unless you took a particular medicine, a pill every night before going to sleep. Imagine that you were told you could never miss it or you would die. Would you forget? Would you not get around to it some nights? No. It would be so crucial that you wouldn't forget. You would never miss. Well, if we don't pray together to God, we're not going to make it because of all we are facing. I'm certainly not. We have to pray. We can't let it just slip our minds. Prayer is so important to the Christian. He goes on to speak about how the penny dropped for him and his wife uh, as they realized the seriousness of praying. They wanted a far better personal prayer life and they worked at it. J.C. Ryle says it is far more easy to begin a habit of prayer than to keep it up. So let's work hard at keeping these habits of prayer. Let's work hard at starting habits of prayer and then keeping them. Prayer is so vital to the life of the Christian. So how can we do that? Several points. The first one is just pray. Open your mouth and speak. We don't have, our prayers don't have to be sort of eloquent masterpieces. We're speaking to our Father in heaven who loves to hear his people. Pray to him. Just talk to God. Sit there and speak to your Father in heaven. Pray about everything. Take it to the Lord. There's that hymn, take it to the Lord in prayer. What a friend we have in Jesus. Let's pray about the good, the bad, and the ugly in our lives. Those things that are on our hearts, our desires, our needs, our requests. Let's take everything to him in prayer. And we can never then say, I have nothing to pray for. We always have something to pray for. So let us pray about everything. Getting into a good routine will help us pray. When we get into a good routine, when we make prayer a habit in our lives, then we will pray. It will be an important part of our lives. So set set some time aside during the day. Maybe you get up early in the morning. Maybe you get up five minutes earlier. And that could be your time of prayer to start the day. Maybe uh, there's time during the day for you that you can set aside to pray. Maybe in the evening is better. Let's get into routines and habits when it comes to praying. And don't just pick a time and leave it at that. I've done my prayer, I can move on. Look for other opportunities to pray as well. But also don't beat yourself up if you miss that time you've set aside to pray. Because remember, we're not saved by what we do, we're saved by grace. So when we commit to these habits... Let's not make them into a law, but let's use them uh, to build on our prayers 
as we seek to pray more to our Father in heaven. And use the Scriptures. Use the Scriptures to pray. The Psalms are a brilliant place to go to to help with praying. We've got the Psalms of praise. We've got the Psalms of lament. This is um, possibly a prayer that people are praying a lot of the moment. Psalm 13, How long, O Lord, will you forget me forever? How long will you hide your face from me? Use the Psalms to pray. Use Scripture to pray. We used James 1 on Monday at the ECC meeting as we prayed for God's, wis- God's wisdom and discernment. Use the Scriptures to pray. And pray with others. Pray with other people. One of the things that really helped me as a young Christian was praying with somebody who was a lot more mature in the faith than me. Because it was great to sit and listen to how they prayed. And I learned so much about prayer from sitting and praying with that person. So if there's an opportunity to pray with somebody else, then take it. At any stage of our walk as a Christian. Because we can learn so much from others as we pray. Make every effort to pray with others, make every effort to pray together as a church family. Prioritizing church prayer meetings, praying in small groups, meeting on Zoom with others in the fellowship to pray or calling them up on the phone. You know, the thing that plugs into the wall. Let's, let's use that to call people and pray with them, to share prayer requests. And let's be disciplined Let's be disciplined in prayer. Prayer can be hard, and it is hard at times. And that's why we need to work hard at praying and making it a key part of our lives. And finally, in a week or so, we're going to start a, um, some Bible story studies, a Bible study series on prayer. Maybe you'll find that helpful to come along and join that uh, as we learn more about praying as God's people. Prayer is such a privilege. Let's make it an important, vital part of our lives. Let's continue to make it a priority in our lives as we take hold of that privilege, as we speak with our Father in heaven and as he blesses us as his people through that. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for the immense privilege that we have to come before you in prayer. Thank you that you hear the prayers of your people, that you delight to hear your children pray to you. Thank you that we have that privilege through Jesus. Father, we long for a deeper prayer life. We long to be better at praying. We long for prayer to be more prevalent in our lives. So we pray, Lord, that you'll work in us, that your spirit will be at work in us. Help us to build on the habits that we have around prayer. Help us to start new habits of praying. Thank you for the many people and examples of prayer that we have. Thank you for the example of Jesus and the apostles 
and those in our lives who have shown us what it is to pray. So Father, help us that we pray. Thank you that you hear us. And thank you that we can come before you through your Son, Jesus Christ, our Lord and Saviour, and by the power of your Holy Spirit. Amen.